importance of diversity, inclusion, and equity on our boards of directors. You do that, you're going to raise more money. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. <laughs> This is the first day from the fundraising school, and our topic today is board diversity and new research that has come out from the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy alongside BoardSource and Johnson Grossnickel and Associates that demonstrates when boards are more diverse, they're more engaged, including more engaged with fundraising. And joining me is Vernetta Walker. She has national expertise on a wide range of board governance subjects. She works as a senior consultant to BoardSource, which as you know, is the gold standard in board governance issues. And Vernetta, first of all, thank you so much for being with us. We're delighted to have you on this podcast. What came out from this report that fundraisers need to know? Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. There were a number of things that came out in the report that I think fundraisers need to know, boards need to know, CEOs, so I'll just say nonprofit leaders. Yes. And what jumped out at me was, well, not just that we have a lack of diversity at the leadership level, but that organizations still aren't sure how to be strategic and intentional mm -hmm. um, in terms of becoming more inclusive, but in the case studies, that we um, did to supplement the data, we saw that organizations that were the most successful really understood what it took to set expectations and fully engage all of their board members. So as we're thinking about effective governance, as we're thinking about diversity, inclusion, and equity, we have to understand that individuals are there and they can contribute in many ways. When we become more diverse and inclusive, we're able to tap into different networks. Yes. But we also have to set up our board members for success. And not enough organizations really take the time to think about how do we do a good, how can we do a better job at onboarding, orienting, and providing some continuous education opportunities for our board members. Vernetta, you have expertise about board governance overall, that all aspects of board governance should be done well, and that includes having a diverse board of directors. Let's say I am just getting started in this, and we notice somehow we do not have a Latino board member. We reach out, we recruit somebody from that wonderful ethnic heritage. You have some good advice on how that person, we tried to make sure that they don't feel isolated, that we were not even creating the perception of any kind of tokenism. You gave some really good advice at the leadership roundtable that the fundraising school hosted. Help our fundraisers understand that, please. Sure. Um, one of the things that I said is that no one wants to be the only one <laughs> of whatever it is that you're, you're yeah. recruiting for. So it's always nice to have com company on the board, um, but also to avoid that uncomfortable uh, feeling of like you picked me because you, you can now check off a box or maybe a funder had inquired about the diversity on your board. So those critical conversations that I talked about in terms of understanding why your board is moving in a certain direction will help prepare you to have the conversations with individuals, prospects that you're looking for on your board. In other words, if someone comes to recruit me and they talk about the fact that they're very interested in diversifying the board, that's great, but the conversation can't end there. Mm -hmm. I need to understand and they need to be able to articulate how they see me contributing to their organization. In other words, what else is it that they're coming to me for? And it has to be more than about the color of my skin right. or my gender. What's the real contribution? And understand what's the contrib contribution that, that I personally want to make to the organization. Meaning you have professional expertise. I have expertise. You have a wide range of experiences. You have a Rolodex we're gonna be asking <laughs> you about. 
obviously you have a passion for our cause or we wouldn't even be having this conversation. And sometimes it's geography that we need more uh, suburban residents and you happen to live in the suburbs. We happen to have a lot of rural and urban folks at the moment, right? There has to be all of these things, not just let's check one box and say we're diverse, yes? It has to be all of those things. And one thing that I would add, if I am the first and the only, I wanna know that I'm not the last. So yes. we're gonna have some work to do and as long as they're open to that and know that that's probably gonna be a priority of mine, then we're good to go. Vernetta, thinking about all of those reasons somebody's invited to the board, while we are still focusing on diversity related, say, to race and gender and age and things of that nature, I use the example of recruiting a Latino member to my board. Would you advise maybe I should do and, and invite and search for two or three people who have all of those reasons, but also bring that racial diversity as well, so that they're not sitting by themselves feeling isolated. Would that be a good strategy? Absolutely, absolutely. And there's some research that actually supports that strategy okay. that we start reaching a critical mass at three in terms of changing the dynamic and the culture within the boardroom. So, it's yeah. wonderful advice to get started. And, and I want to go back to another point that you mentioned. Uh, when I led the Indiana Youth Institute, I could never have enough people in my universe. I wanted to meet as many people, seven and a half billion on planet Earth. I want to meet all of them and tell them about the Indiana Youth Institute. The more diverse our boards are, the more people we're going to meet and have people open doors for us. Mm -hmm. Hopefully have more people become donors, more people become volunteers. That's only going to happen if we have more diversity on our boards. Absolutely, because then you start to really expand your spheres of influence and connections. What we see that happens a lot traditionally within boardrooms is that individuals, when it's time for recruitment and if they haven't been strategic about it throughout the course of the year, then a couple of people will sit around the table and just ask, well, who do you know? You know, we're going to have a couple of openings. And if they're all in the same small social yeah. networks, then that's just a self-perpetuating um, situation in terms of not extending their networks or um, increasing the level of diversity. So going outside of that, you have to get comfortable going outside, yeah. doing things a little differently if you want different results. And Vernetta, I'm hearing from you, if, if I'm understanding this correctly, how important is it that this is not just a one-time meeting and we're done. How important is it this is an ongoing conversation, there's an ongoing intentionality that nonprofit organizations need to have? Absolutely, it's ongoing and I'll go one step further. Yes. For organizations that are interested in becoming more diverse, inclusive, and putting an equity lens on their work, um, you have to understand that this is for the long term. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we're never done. Right. So we have to continue to have some measurements and opportunities to hold ourselves accountable, to revisit conversations because we know that the leadership will change over. And one, when organizations really commit, what we see is that it becomes transformational. Mm. And it's transformational and it has to be so that it can be sustainable. They need to learn how to in integrate certain practices and processes, um, changing their systems and the way that they do business. And Vernetta, I would be remiss not to raise this last point. We're talking and you have so much expertise about the practical steps and the practical benefits. This is just morally the correct thing to do. <laughs> it's morally the correct thing to do, but for some people that's not enough. So right. for some, I always say be prepared with your head and heart arguments. Um, there is a business imperative even for nonprofit organizations and the business imper imperative for us is all about advancing the mission. So 
So that's your business imperative, but yeah, there's a moral imperative as well. And we've got some work to do. The report found that just 8% of board members are people of color. So we have a lot of opportunity to make our boards more diverse. When we do, those boards are more engaged, including more engaged with fundraising. Our guest is Vernetta Walker. She's a senior consultant for BoardSource on this first day from the fundraising school, which is housed on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. And you're gonna find information about our public courses, our custom training, our webinars, these podcasts, which are also available on the fundraising school app. I'm Bill Stanjakovich, and now you are more up to date on this first day from the fundraising school.